Hello, everyone. Kara Olker here, intuitive health coach and founder of Deep and Roots Health Coaching. I host my own podcast called Deep and Roots Podcast, and I do it all from Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it truly is the easiest way to make a podcast. And here's why. First off, it's free. Who doesn't love to be able to do things for free? And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. By the way, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Pretty sweet, eh? It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. I personally love using Anchor to record and upload my podcast episodes. I get to choose my own intro and outro music. In case you were wondering, it's Tropics in the Beats section. And it's very user-friendly for this millennial who can't technology at all. (laughs) It's one and done. Then I schedule my episodes to publish whenever I want them published. For me, I schedule to publish every Friday because... Who doesn't love Fridays? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello there. You are listening to Deepened Roots Podcast. My name is Kara Olker, health coach and founder of Deepened Roots Health Coaching. Welcome to episode two. Guys, last week's podcast was beyond fun. (laughs) My nerves got the best of me a bit and I forgot to add intro and outro music. And I'm also learning the process and what a podcast looks like on the listener's end. So it's all exciting. And thank you for joining me for another week. Deep End Roots podcast has been created to give listeners an inside look into my health coaching business, which is helping my clients tap into their intuition to develop personalized daily wellness habits that ease digestive distress and increase energy. I use science and logic, and I also use the power of thoughts, feelings, and intuition. Trusting your gut is not an option in my world. Today, I'm going to be talking about clearing the clutter. It's more than just getting rid of old bowling trophies and mismatched Tupperware. Clearing the clutter comes in multiple forms, and it involves creating a blank canvas for you to work with and achieve your goals. And a lot of times, what's holding ourselves back from achieving these goals is that we have a lot of junk and a lot of areas of our lives that we're not quite willing to get rid of. To be honest, in my coaching, it's normal to want to hold on to your clutter or what's holding you back. And for most of us, this clutter just snowballs in your thoughts, your feelings, how you live, who you live with, and on and on. For example, let's say you've kept your skinny clothes from 10 years ago, just in case you'll be able to fit into them again. And you hang these clothes right in front of the rest of your wardrobe so you can't help but look at them while you go to your job that you may or may not like. And as a side note, you also hold yourself back in your work because you'd rather be like everyone else than stand out and potentially be rejected. Additional side note, 
You may or may not have a history of depriving yourself of food or purging it. You have this extra fluff, quote unquote, around your middle, no matter how much you exercise. Your bowel movements are about five days apart and you're constantly exhausted. Either way, you're banking on that single portioned low-fat yogurt for breakfast to be your key to fitting into those skinny jeans again as you're preparing to log on for work. So you then work diligently, but your mind is racing with so many other thoughts. That person on that dating app who messaged you constantly last week suddenly isn't showing up for your messages. You got a parking ticket a couple days ago that you're not prepared to pay for, and you may not feel comfortable talking to your friends about your thoughts because they're really the kind of friends who only want to talk about drinking and who they're dating. When you get home, you don't really feel inspired to clean up from last night's or tonight's dinner. So after you make a huge portion of mac and cheese from the box with the powder, hey, you felt starved all day from only eating that low-fat yogurt. You only live once. (laughs) So you then drink a half bottle of wine while you watch episodes of your favorite reality TV show, and then you fall asleep on the couch. You wake up the next morning and you take a look at that skinny of those skinny clothes and you don't feel motivated. You feel shame and not being that size. You feel shame for all your life choices up until and before then. You don't feel good enough and no wonder you don't fit into those skinny clothes and no wonder the person on that dating app unmatched you. You feel desperate for connection and you're grasping for straws. You also feel run down from all that mac and cheese and wine from the night before. So you make a bagel with lots of butter to soak up last night's choices and you go at your day again. Only this time after work, you run on the treadmill for an hour and do body weight exercises in your living room until you can't stand it any longer. Then you fix yourself a salad with low fat dressing and drink water like your life depends on it. You go to bed exhausted and spend your days back and forth between depriving yourself and indulging yourself. Does any of this sound familiar to you? To be honest, I've been there and I've done that. I used to look at myself and tell myself, my worth is going to be determined by how others see me. That will be the key to my success. If I act right, quote unquote, and I say everything I should say so that I get approval and attention, If I eat like and adopt the same beliefs of the same people I crave approval from, then my life is going to go very well for me. I've also been everything from a size double zero to a size 10, and my lack of determination to find my own place in my world, and my 20s especially, led me to discovering I was one of the multiple members in my family to be diagnosed with celiac disease. I also was severely depressed and I let others tell me how much of a mess of a person I was because I believed them and I thought by them recognizing my sadness, someone was bound to save me. It took me years to realize I had to save myself and everyone's opinion of me was a reflection of how I saw myself. Granted, celiac disease is very hereditary. I feel it also needs to be strongly noted that truly, 
as I stated last week, constant dis-ease will turn into disease. Whatever your genetics are made up of. For me, my genetics are made up of celiac disease, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, and multiple forms of cancer. The constant leaning into that dis-ease and comfort is going to slide you into developing that disease. That's why there's not a doctor in the world who doesn't dispute that some type of healthy diet and exercise will help, and even in some cases, reverse what ails you. The most frustrating part of it all is that everyone has thoughts on what that diet and exercise should be comprised of, and really, no one diet or exercise is perfect for everyone. It takes a lot of education and talks with your doctor and a nutritionist on developing a base, and even then, there is nothing solidified until you trust yourself, and really, it's always a good idea to see a therapist for past issues, you're in no condition to be able to move forward from yourself or enlist yourself in a help and life coach who can help you move forward from uncovering your truth. They say we have anywhere between 50,000 and 80,000 thoughts a day and 70% of those thoughts are negative. So clearing the clutter and cutting the crap that's been polluting your life to get to your best health is a mandatory requirement. And developing good health, it involves donating those skinny clothes that are probably too small for your body type anyways, or in the very least, hide them in a compartment in your house you really don't use. It may involve putting away stacks of papers, empty liquor bottles, and whatever else that's living on your countertops that make you feel ashamed. It involves throwing away the obvious crap in your pantry because you know for a fact little Debbie isn't going to assist you in your weight loss and digestive health goals. It involves looking at your checking account and seeing where you're buying all these quote-unquote quick fixes like diet pills or where you're buying junk food and physically put that money aside for savings or mentally make a point to use that money on fresh fruits and veggies, a paid fitness app, or anything that physically helps you move forward. It also involves cutting ties with people who do not serve you and your life and use language around you that make you feel like you're not enough. It involves developing language for yourself every single day that embodies how you want to see yourself. Beautiful, handsome, smart, kind, determined, capable, funny, loving. Of course, this doesn't happen all in one day. And I really only recommend choosing one or two areas maximum that you're going to commit to clearing the clutter around at the same time. And here's the thing, you will clear the clutter when you're ready. You get to decide when enough is enough and you're going to make that decision based on loving yourself and having enough. Not because you feel ashamed and you feel you need to or you're going to be a failure. And this can be for any goal you have in your life. Maybe you don't struggle with excess weight, but you're chronically underweight due to anorexia, bulimia, or an autoimmune disease. You just want to feel strong again, and the thought of taking action paralyzes you. 
Whatever your reason for change, you will take action when you're ready. One more thing before I go. You are exactly where you need to be in your life right now. Even in your deepest despair, you are at that place so you can climb yourself out. And less than the, any less than the current feeling of despair just may not be worth it enough to climb out of. Living in this state of fear for as long as you can remember and then going to this feeling of strength and abundance and be able to rest and digest life, you can't rush it. You can't put fear into the idea of being enough for yourself and discovering what truly serves you. I asked last week, and I'm going to ask it again. What serves you? What takes you from your stress state of anxiety and not enoughness to a relaxed, focused, and confident state of personal power and greatness? My podcasts are going to continue to release every week, and I'm going to cover an array of topics that constantly touch on the notion of acting out of fear versus abundance and what serves you. I also encourage you to reach out and let me know what else you'd like me to talk about. What moves you? What speaks to you? What serves you? Also, please, please, please visit me at www.deepenedroots.com for more details on my health coaching business and the coaching services I offer. I am also on Facebook under Deepened Roots Health Coaching and Kara underscore the underscore health underscore coach on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next time.